Welcome to Lost or Found, the podcast where we think about what can be possible in our lives. And now here's the host of the show, Dr. Michelle Choi. Hi, friends. Welcome back. We have a fun show today as my girlfriends, Oriana Gleesman, Carla Roa, and I discuss momming or being a mom. We talk about the things that we do understand and the things that we don't, the love and the frustration, the funny and sometimes not so funny. So get your coffee and tea, chillax, and laugh with us as we get real with our own issues. I can't believe we're closing on almost two years for the podcast. I just wanted to survive one, but we're here. If you're loving the podcast, don't forget to send your friends your favorite episodes. And if you haven't already done so yet, please consider giving us a great rating. It helps people find us in that overwhelming place called the internet. And as I mentioned in my last episode, I'm thinking of doing an episode on answering listener questions. So send me your question. You can email me at drlostorfound at gmail.com. I look forward to your questions. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited too. Yeah, thanks for having us. That's really cute. Like as you look at each other with like confusion and dread. (laughs) I don't want to talk over. Like I guess this is the trick. If there's three people, we have to be careful we don't talk over each other. We're polite. And if we, you know, get excited, that's okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Should we get a conk out and we just like pass oh, it yeah. around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A talking stick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like hit each other if we talk over each other. <laughs> I have a fly swapper, you know? Oh. Anyway. <laughs> sure. If it has fly guts, that's even better. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Of course, you know, I, I never clean it. You know, it has a lot of great juices. Oh, okay. yeah. oh my gosh. It's like Monday and I'm awake since you guys are here. But wow, I feel like I'm always so tired after a weekend. Like, with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not, like, restful, like, I'm going to read a book for four hours type of weekends anymore. Yeah. It's interesting. We do the ballet, soccer, football, you know, round robin situation. But my situation is a little different because I don't have my kids this morning. Mm -hmm. So um, our visitation schedule has kind of changed. But so I'm maybe I'm a little bit more rested. Did they leave yesterday night? <laughs> they left yesterday at noon. Oh, okay. So I had kind of the afternoon to lay in bed and read a book. Oh <laughs> man, that's, that's great. Exactly what I wanted to do. I feel like I'm more exhausted on the Monday with kids than like a Friday. It's hard, yeah. You know, it's like that hard start because even if you're really busy on the weekend, usually you can sleep in until seven thirty or eight. You know, but on and then during the week, you have to get back up and start getting at 6.30 or 7. It's the harder start to the day. Yeah. Can you believe we're at that age? You know, we have, like, a mutual friend with, like, four kids. And you remember, like, after a while, like, she stopped talking to us? <laughs> and I, we're in that phase right now where they're, it's so busy with the, you know, the rides, all their crap, you know? Yeah. Supporting them, like, yeah, I'm feeling like. Like we've been really kind of antisocial lately, but it is just kind of like, it's just busy and intense. And like the, the week nights are just like at home, well, especially like if, if you work and you don't, you know, your day's not over at two 30, like you have self to work and, and then it's dinner and then maybe you can squeeze in a shower maybe. And then it's like homework and bed. Like there's no time. 
Then the weekends, it's, yeah, it's like sports and running around and like cleaning up the house after like the week long craziness. And exactly. I almost get like depressed from like cleaning up the house all the time. Ugh, I know. It's the worst. And it's like the same mess. It's funny. I was going to walk over here this morning, but I didn't have time because I spent my time doing the dishes, <laughs> which is like so depressing. Oh, instead of getting, getting out for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Last That's night. So Cause funny. we did that thing where I was like, oh, let's just go to bed. I'll do the dishes in the morning but they don't magically disappear. I know. It always seems like a good idea. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, they're still there. They're still The dried food. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because like William does his homework on his own, but like Rosie, like even though she's a smart chick, like she never thinks to do her homework. She forgets. Oh, really? So I'm like making dinner and then <laughs> Rosie like done with all of her activities. She's sitting on her ass watching TV. And then I'm like, did you do your homework? And she always like forgets. My kids have to do their homework before they can do anything else. I mean, they have sports and stuff, but we don't turn on the TV unless the homework's done. Oh, really? Wait, I had this conversation. Yeah, I had this conversation with someone and I realized that I'm like a mean mom. (laughs) You guys heard this like mean mom? I'm, I'm pretty strict. Like they really have to finish all their stuff and they have to earn TV time, usually like putting away their clothes. Like if I fold their laundry... They have to put it away before they can watch TV. They have to earn it that day before they watch TV. Mm -hmm. That's actually a really good idea. And yeah, yeah. one little thing like take the trash out or yeah. No, we we actually we we only do they're only allowed thirty minutes of screen time a day. Yeah, yeah. Like we're like really strict about screen time because they're like they just turn into sociopaths. Yes, with a lot of screen time. Yes, and so they're only allowed thirty minutes, and we actually do it earlier, like as soon as they get home. Just kind of get out of their systems and then and then it's done. Sometimes we'll do like a family movie at night if we want yeah. to, like after dinner and everything and after everything's done. But we've like we've had to pretty much nix it. And on the weekends, we're like pretty strict about screen times. Like it's just yeah. they're just they're crazy. They're crazy. Completely. Yeah. And it's like and, and it is a very direct correlation. Like you cut out screen time. They're not such horrible sociopaths. But like with screen time, they're like they're just. Crazy. I have like another problem. Like my husband loves TV. Yeah, that's oh, interesting. If that's yeah. like part of your, he'll have the game on, or he loves all these like cartoons that I don't know about. <laughs> cartoons, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, like the like uh, Cartoon Network, like the, yeah. Yeah, there's this like really like mature show, and you know he'll watch it with the kids, and then they like, yeah, he he's the one who loves that's it. That's interesting. That's yeah, no, that is an interesting issue. You know? Yeah, maybe he needs to earn his TV time. Does Ooh. he put away his laundry before he's got to he... do the laundry? <laughs> well, actually, it was so bad. He took over the laundry, and the laundry was like sitting around our living room for three weeks. So someone was like telling me, like she she's you know taking time off work, and her husband pays her to nanny her kids. So the resolution that we came up with right now. If my husband has to pay me to fold the laundry. So like mentally, I, I think, okay, I'm being paid to fold the laundry. Is it by piece or how? Like how <laughs> wait, like $100 a load. I want $100 a load. Per month. Per month. Piece That's would be good. Like all those little underwears yeah. and socks. Well, no, but you do have to like right, take into account. Like if he were to, if he was still doing the laundry, if you were to send it out, right? Because he can't yeah. do it himself because it's been sitting there for three weeks. If you were to send it out, they do it, I think, like, by weight, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, yeah, you have to do a little market analysis. Exactly. <laughs> I'll see what my anger level is because we've only done, like, yeah. one week yeah. of it, right? That's like, a good idea. I think a good gauge would be after a month. And if I'm still, like, 
really angry, then I would need like a pay raise there. (laughs) But it's different when you fold laundry and you're like, you're being paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's your job. Yeah, you know, you know, like, that money. It's like it's like easier instead of like no one takes me for like no one's thankful. I'm you know yeah. folding all this stuff, which is gonna get unfolded soon, you know. Yeah. Well, I feel like like doing like maybe we're getting off topic, but I feel like like doing things like that, you know, kind of the more traditional like wifey roles, it's invisible and it's completely like it's you're you're not thanked for it, right? You're not yeah. like it's not like a job where you're like, oh my goodness, you did really well this this quarter. We're gonna give you a raise. We really appreciated <laughs> that presentation was great. There's none of that, right? It's completely thankless. Yeah, and not totally. only thankless, but it's like the kids just like throw your the clothes all over the place. And so like, having some sort of a, yeah, kind of monetary value attached to it, I feel like that's, that's a pretty good idea. It, it's it's a good conversation about how we like divvy up the tasks around the house. You mm-hmm. know, who does what? The like invisible labor yeah. of folding yeah. the laundry, and we need to right. Like yeah. you know, he does the dishes, but then I think our kids are getting to be old enough that they could take on roles too. And the question is to figure out what roles to help the household run. You know, mm. because. I mean, I understand that, like, they go to parochial school, yet the number of clothes that they go through every day is, <laughs> is overwhelming yeah. with sports, dance, yeah. whatever. And, like, I'm an Asian. Like, you know, when I grew up, maybe my parents didn't believe in laundry. Like, I would wear things for, like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but, like, I would wear things for, like, two weeks to a month. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> it's it's uh, pretty no bad. you should have said it. Yeah, yeah. You grew up in New York City, <laughs> too. You know like, did I mean? you have yeah. a washer and dryer in your place? Yeah, it's not, it wasn't like you out. wear it once and then yeah. you wash it. Like, yeah. And my husband wears things once. And I can understand it because, you know, he sweats a lot, right? Yeah. There's a stink to it. Yeah. But, like, my kids wear things once and they need to wash it. I think also... You, like our culture in the United States has changed, you know, the capitalism of selling you laundry detergent that smells really good and like the whatever stuff you can put in. So maybe we're washing clothes more because we've been sold that idea that we have to. Yeah, maybe like the overwhelming resources, right? It's mm-hmm. so available, but yeah, I don't know. Or maybe there's just too many clothes. Like we, I, I think that's what it is. I, I think like growing up, I was kind of the same way. Like, I, I, I don't know, I was like more protective of my clothes, but maybe because like, we didn't have a lot of clothes yeah. and it's not like this fast fashion wasn't so much of an issue, mm. but now it's like my kids have like a closet full of clothes. It's, I, they might have more clothes than I do. Like it's just insane how much clothes they have. And I'm like, yeah. So for them, it's like, whatever, just throw the shirt. Mm-hmm. It's easier for them to throw it in the laundry than to fold it. For yeah, all, that's, the, that's the thing. And they're just like, whatever, we'll just grab another one. Right. So it's, I, I just like, as of this weekend, until my seven and nine year old, I was like, I'm done, like, putting away your laundry and, like, you're putting it away. And so my seven-year-old, he's, you know, he's, like, super easygoing, but he can be so stubborn when he wants to be. And so there's a laundry in his room, and and he's like, why is this still here? And I'm like, because you haven't put it away yet. He's like, I'm never going to put it away, not until I'm, like, 90-something. I'm like, oh, okay. And then this morning, he, like, gets up to his school. He's like, Mommy, I don't have any white shirts. I'm like, they're in the laundry basket on the floor. And he was like, oh. And he put it away. So I think he realized, I was like, I'm not, like, let's pile that up. Let's see how far it'll go. But he put it away. I like that. That's like the natural consequence of things. So you didn't have to bug him about putting it away because he he got the built-in consequences. Yeah, I I didn't say anything when he said that he was going to be 90-something when he put it away. I was like, cool. 
Okay. When he can't walk in his room. Yeah. yeah. And I don't understand. He's, he's particular. Like he's very, yeah. very like particular and he's very like he wants things done a certain way. So I know he's he's not his tolerance for that isn't that high. Like he'll put it away. So. Yeah. You know the real reason why I wanted to have this conversation on parenting is because I notice like I act a little differently to my daughter. Oh. Like, I think I actually like lose my shit more with my daughter and I have to be very conscious of it. And this is the second time I had to recognize it because, you know, my husband brought it up with me, you know. Yeah. But I noticed that even though, like, I love both my children equally, yeah, I don't know if it's like a set of expectations I have as a girl because I'm female too. Mm-hmm. But there's just some things I just don't understand about her sometimes, you know. And, me, and I noticed the same with my husband. Like, he doesn't notice it. But, you know, he's harder on William. Mm. And my husband brings it up with me that I'm harder on Rosie. And I have to, like, step back and think about it. Because I do notice, like, that asshole tone in my voice sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know. And before it was kind of, like, the little simple frustrations. Like, and I realized I was totally in the wrong. Like, I would buy all these nice dresses for her and she doesn't wear them, right? And granted, I, I think I wanted her to be the girly girl when she wants to be maybe more like a relaxed. 40 girl yeah and like granted like dresses are really inhibiting like you can't do crap with that you know yeah or like the other thing I I lost it in front of the teacher one time because Rosie was playing basketball right and she's in her school clothes and she wouldn't change into shorts to play basketball Uh and like Rosie's really big on propriety She's yeah. not going to dress like that unless the other girls are going to dress like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that frustrates me so much. I'm like, if you're going to be playing basketball, not that I ever played a youth sport, but I know they wear shorts in there. Like, they don't wear dresses. You're going to get hot. Yeah. 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 Like, why don't you change? And she's like so hung up on her ways. So sometimes I, I we have like a little of a, like a pull and tug when it's just really like, she just needs to figure it out with time and I'm not patient yeah, enough. Yeah, like, like she's her own person. Like mm-hmm. she's not a mini you. Yeah. But it is, but it is hard to kind of, kind of deal with that. Like, cause you're dealing with, I mean, cause like. And she like, sees a rage on my face. Like, even yeah. though I'm not like, you know, bleep, 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 bleep. Like my eyes are like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> like in an angry way. Yeah. And, like, the teacher was there. And then the teacher, like, steps back. And I'm like... The teacher gets scared, too. I, I, was, like, <laughs> I was like, Rosie, I don't get it. <laughs> I feel like, like, that's the thing about family, though. It's like, you're, like your husband or your partner, like, you pick them because you, have, you share certain values. You see the world in a similar way. You do things probably in a similar way. But, like, just like we can't choose our parents. Like, we can't choose our kids. Even though we raised them and they, like, came out of us. But... You can't, you can't control them. And sometimes it's like, like your personalities or your ways of doing things can be really incompatible, but it's like, how do you live together? And how do you like give them the space to be their own person, especially when they're little and you do need to be like, I know you're going to be hot and like uncomfortable and you, you kind of feel like, you know, what's best, but sometimes like maybe she just needs to figure it out. And then she's fine. You just gotta let it be. Yeah. And if she's fine playing with pants, like. Okay. Or maybe she'll be really hot and uncomfortable and yeah. she'll realize like that. Like her formal okay. uniform. They're like, just yeah. do that. Then. She has to, yeah, yeah. yeah. she has to suffer the own, her own consequences. Of, like, yeah. She's going to be the hot one. And she's like my messiest child. She's messier than my husband. I think it's like, interesting how like our kids can kind of trigger us, you know, like, and sometimes I feel it's 
a reflection of me, you know, sometimes what Mateo bothers me the most about is something that bothers myself Mm. about myself, bothers me about myself. It's like a reflection upon yourself. Yes. Yeah. Looking within. Mm. Yeah. Gia was really, Gia was super sassy this weekend. I couldn't handle it. And I, so I have a little bit My of My kids different... wanted to know how sassy to oh, break the sleepover. So sassy. So I canceled a sleepover because, because I, I, she was so sassy. And I think sometimes when kids are really provocative, they're asking for connection. Mm-hmm. But when they do something that just makes me so mad, all I want to do is distance myself. Mm-hmm. So she really was asking to be brought in closer. Uh, but I, I put myself on timeout. I was like, Gia, you're driving me crazy. This is like not- her behavior yeah. was asking for time with you. Do you think? Well, well, that was probably her underlying motivation, but yeah. it came out. The, the behavior was yeah. And, yeah, a, sort of negative. A way that was really yeah. hard for me to deal with. So I put myself in timeout. I'm like, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to go lie down and I'll come back and we can try this again. And she came in and she apologized. She's so cute. She made me like a, a chart, a feelings chart. Like smiley faces and straight oh. faces, like how are you feeling? Circle one. Oh. And I was like, frustrated. Where's the frustrated face? Oh, that's cute. But I think yeah. you know she. Um, I can be sassy too. And it, you and know. your kids are like, right? I mean, this is a hard thing. Like all of our kids are going through something, but also your kids are going right. through. Like they're adjusting. So yeah. so yeah. So because I live. Oh, I live with my boyfriend. I'm 20. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say your, after? Your man, man toy? My man know. toy. After, at, at 40, what do I call it? My partner. I live with my boyfriend. Sounds like a partner. Definitely not that. Not that. A sex toy. In front, you know? of, in front of the kids. Here. No. Um, <laughs> but he has, he has a 13-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. And my kids, my son is 10 and my daughter's seven. So there's six years in between the two. Um, But I have done this thing where I really didn't want to be like the evil stepmom. That's like my worst nightmare. And so I try as hard as I can not to have any negative interactions with them. So if I'm, which which means that I try not to really parent them because they, they have a mom and they don't need me to be another mom. So I try to just kind of be neutral or positive. So like yeah. if their room's a mess, it's not my problem. Like right. it's their room. And if their dad has an issue with it, he can do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I sometimes like his daughter will do a load of laundry, but she does her own laundry and it's not my responsibility to fold it for her. Yeah same thing. I wonder if like, well, this was kind of like a pre-show conversation talking about our friend who just moved in with her, her sex toy yeah. and his, <laughs> and his three teenage kids. But three, yeah, how like, teen, three, te- teen, that's three teenage kids. But I told her too, I was like, well, maybe instead of, right, instead of being this like wicked stepmother, right? Like everyone has this image and it's, it's, you don't want to be that, but maybe kind of, and, and once they're a certain age, of course, um, kind of setting house rules, right? And yes. you're like, you know, your room has to be cleaned like once a week. That way, like, you don't have to be the evil stepmother, right? You're like this. Okay, this was the rule. And like, yeah. I don't know, there, it's it's almost like these like bylaws or something like that, right, that right. it's not really on to you. live like, communally. Well, yeah, exactly. And it could be something that you all agree on, too. But it's like, yeah. these are the rules. And 
it's not me coming as a as the wicked stepmother. It's just like the rules have been broken or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, with three and going zero to three is hard too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really interesting point that you say, Oriana, because like it's kind of like you you just moved in with your boyfriend and his kids, and it's like you're building a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's like a good foundation to figure out how to like approach it right and you're not their parent Mm -mm. he's their parent right but like what are you going to do when they come to you for advice it well it was so interesting because we yeah we moved in together and his son was like well I am just getting used to the rules at my mom's house and I'm just getting used to the rules at my dad's house and now you're going to give me new rules and I was like no 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 I'm not doing any of the rules I don't want to do any of the rules I'm not going to enforce anything um it's interesting, you know, because we all have, all the kids have been through so much transition mm-hmm. and we all have been through so much transition. I think we're still kind of developing our relationships um, and how we interact. If they come to me for advice, that's funny. I, I, you know, I joke about like my fatal flaws. I have no poker face. Mm-hmm. So how do I kind of give advice to a, you know, a 13 year old who is a, you know, small adult trying to trying to move towards adulthood being honest while still trying to kind of protect her and you know be more like the fun aunt and not like the mom mm. but I think that like I, I feel like the day they come to you for advice is probably a good thing right yeah like you guys have built some sort of trust yeah and then it allows you to be vulnerable right you could even just be like wow you know this is new I've never encountered this and I want yeah I mean like I, I feel like I don't know, like we can be honest with yeah. with people like we love and trust and, and they, you know, will love and you know yeah. trust you. And I don't know, we, like we owe them some honesty. I mean, like it's okay to be like, yeah, you know, like that's a good question. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like that's, but I think it's, it's a, it's kind of a good problem when they come to you with, yeah. with their issues. That'll be good. We talk, I drive her to school in the morning, the older one, because um, then she gets to sleep in 10 minutes later. And we know how big 10 minutes, 10 minutes is, is. a lot. Yes. <laughs> and we do talk a lot in the car. And I am very honest with her. I feel like that time in the car with your kids is so important. Even with my kids, we talk yeah. way more in the car than we do anyplace else. So it's kind of, even though the hustle to school is such a pain, the time is pretty precious. I actually never knew that, you know, because I never had time with my kids before in the car. Mm. But now that I pick them up and I'm available, you're right. Like there's conversations, you mm-hmm. know, or, or William has like his guilty dumps every single day. Like, oh. What he did bad, you know, or what he thinks he did bad in his head. Yeah. It's like I'm like mother priest. Yeah. You're like, you know, but he's coming to confessional. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like you can't get out of this one. You're like stuck in the car. There are no distractions. It's like, like you know, Mama, I was, we were playing dodgeball and I hit someone really hard. <laughs> it was like, was it part of the game? But like, do you feel bad? It's like, yeah, I feel bad. Don't hit them that hard. You know? know. No, it, it is a good moment, like to kind of touch base where they're like, it, it's not like intense sit down. It's kind of distracted, kind of free flow. Like, yeah, yeah. a lot can come out in the, the car ride. Yeah. I, I guess the truth is like they're figuring things out, right? Like as they're yeah. becoming their own person, even though sometimes it's so frustrating, like they are figuring things out. And I, I think as a parent to like just be there, I think being there is like a huge component, you know? 
And hopefully to give them like a safe space to talk about stuff and be kind of more neutral and open to, you know, receiving whatever they need to talk to you about. Totally. And I see both of you as like parents who are really there, you know, but think about like in our distracted society where there's like the iPhone or like the smartphone, like there's so many people who are distracted. Don't you think, don't you wonder like what happens in someone's like household? Because parenting is already tough enough. But if you're like distracted, I don't know. I couldn't do it. My kids are still small enough and maybe are interactive enough. Like they need, I can't be distracted. I think some can, you know, Mm. actually, I think sometimes I wonder because like we're involved in like, we're all involved in so many like youth sports. (laughs) Some of the behaviors from parents really come out and it makes me like wonder like with what they're shouting like, what the hell are these, like, they teaching their kids? Like, oh, man, yeah. You know, we have a mutual friend, and she runs the soccer program here at Santa Cruz. And she was saying once a week she gets an email from a parent because of bad behavior of another parent. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. You know, and, like, even this weekend we would travel to Gilroy for a soccer game. And, like, members of Rosie's team, mm-hmm. because of the shouting from the parents, and I guess they were, like, really aggressive, Members of the team wanted to cry because of those parents shouting. Oh, my goodness. I mean, like, that's how the the effect of, like, some of the parent parental support when you're maybe almost over supporting your child. Right. I mean, I think the thing is just because we're parents isn't, you know, most of the time we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) I think that's the truth. Like, you know, like for me, like, right, I thought I knew it all, but then I get very frustrated by my little daughter and then Mm -hmm. I have to, like, I have to like step back and think about it. Like multiple people have to tell me, yo, Michelle, you're being an asshole. I think it's good you that know? you have people that can tell you that though too. That's important. I mean, I do get mad, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eventually <laughs> you will receive the information. I was thinking about, you, you know, Gia, my daughter started playing football last year, but so she plays, she's usually the only girl on the team. And there's one coach who's a, a yelly coach. Like he's probably a really nice guy, but he's fairly aggressive in how he coaches. And Gia was very clear. She has clear boundaries. She's like, I do not want that coach. That kind of coaching style will not work for me. Mm-hmm. And she's very specific. So we've had the same coach luckily two years in a row. It's really worked for her. But And Mateo was at soccer on Saturday and the other coach was super aggressively yelly. But sometimes I think it's just people's tone of voice. That, yeah. And you can't yell non-aggressively. <laughs> yeah, I think that creates that's... like an energy though. Like even mm. though they're like, you don't think there is an impact, like that kind of yelling throws everyone off. Yeah. So. Well, I, I I think it's, I, I don't know. I, I think that we've also like now, I mean, at least maybe in Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. it's, it's very like touchy-feely. Yeah. It's very like, tell me like, what is your body telling you right now? Which I totally respect and I teach my kids that. But I feel like, it can sometimes go too far, right? And so kids can't take like direct instructions or direct criticism or or anything. I know Hannah complained about she was on like the swim team and oh man, it was the coolest. It was the coolest program. I was mm-hmm. like just so into it. It was so she was just learning how to swim so well and so beautifully. But the coaches were these sort of older ladies or mm-hmm. very straightforward. They weren't like it wasn't like touchy feely, squishy. No beating around the bush. No beating around the bush. They're just like very, they're very direct. I didn't, I, I was there watching the entire game set with my laptop, like working, but I was there watching. I never, I never felt like any of the interactions were really negative or really harsh, but Hannah was like, they're mean, 
they yell at me and I'm like, I get it. But I'm like, I, I don't see that they're, you know, they're being really negative. I mean, eventually we, we quit because she was very, like, she was so against it. There was no forcing her to do it. And, but I was like, oh man, like, how do you balance that? Right. Like they're so like, you saw it as constructive criticism. I saw it as being direct and maybe yeah. that's how we kind of grew up. It was like much, yeah. much more direct, less touchy feely. And, and, you know, but there's a balance to it, right? It's like, you do want them to listen to their bodies. And if, if they feel really strongly that, they don't like this, you need to kind of respect mm-hmm. it. But it's also like, you need to be able to, I don't know, like deal with different types of personalities, because that's the real world. Not everybody's yeah. going to be touchy feely asking you about like, what your body's telling you, like some yeah. people are and you got, I don't know, you're set to find a way to, mm-hmm. to deal with that. And but did you feel like your her coaches were getting frustrated? I, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. That's the difference. Interesting, I think. You know, yeah, like... yeah, maybe she was, I mean, obviously, she's the one who's taking the the, the critique or whatever. So she felt differently, but well, and my test, I mean, and this was kind of a lower parenting moment, but I was like, I so wanted her to continue with this, this swim team that I was like, I tried everything to get her to continue. Yeah. I was like, okay, like if you don't do this, you lose screen time for the weekend. She's like, fine. Okay. If you don't do this, like I was like threatening her. <laughs> yeah. And then finally I was like, if you do this, we'll go to Target and you can get whatever you want. And she was like, no. And so Ooh. at that, like I knew I was like, all right, that was my low moment. No, no, but, no. But it also yeah. like gave me a very clear message that she was very like steadfast. She had yeah. no doubt. Like she was a hundred percent against this. So I was like, okay, yeah, we're done. Let's... No, I think I think aiming for the touchy feely, like aiming for the positive parenting, that's like the goal. And we, I very rarely meet that goal, you know. But I, I think also my kids are are different, you know, Mateo has thicker skin and Gia is a little bit more sensitive. And so I, how I parent them is different mm-hmm. for each kid. Yeah. I try to be equally hard on both of them. <laughs> in different and, ways. <laughs> yeah. And Gia will call me on if she feels like I'm being harder on her than Mateo. She'll tell me right away. Do you feel like that's true? I try to be really equal. And mm-hmm. so she and I will talk, we have a discussion about it and I say, Oh, I'm sorry. You're feeling that way. Let's talk about why you feel that way. And try to kind of, and I tell her I try to be equally mean to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm equally evil to both yeah. But Michelle, I, I agree with you though. Like I have kind of a little bit of a, I don't know, tension with Hannah, like that I don't have with Emmett. But I don't, I mean, for me at least, I don't think it's a like mother-daughter thing. I think it's just like Emmett and I are very similar in personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in almost every aspect, we're like mm-hmm. very, very similar. <clears throat> like, and Hannah is much more similar to like my husband, her mm-hmm. personality and kind of what drives her. I mean, they're so similar. And so I feel like that's kind of where more of the tension is. And Emmett's like, I don't know. I feel like he's just like me. We'd like to do the same things. Yeah. Like, so, so sometimes the like, temperament's the same as yeah, well. Yeah. 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 The temperament's the same. Even like the things that we like to do are similar, you know, are more similar um, with, you know, my son. But, um, and then I, I, I did have this kind of icky feeling like a few years ago that I was just like, oh man, what if, am I going to have this like really tense relationship with my daughter? Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, Oh no, I was like, I just saw it coming and it was so sad, but, but it's been better. Like, she, you know, it's, it's not that, um, I feel like she's changed and I don't know, maybe I have too. And yeah, it's constantly it's evolving. All relationships are. Yeah, definitely. I, I thought with my kids, it has more to do with birth order because I'm the oldest in my family and Mateo is the oldest. Sometimes I feel like, you know, he does a lot. He, 
and maybe Who? partly Mateo. Mm -hmm. And partly because I was a single mom, I needed more help. So he definitely will fold laundry, will put away the laundry. He's always taken out the trash, taking the cans to the curb. He'll do dishes. So I really, you know, he's, he's, you know, born a lot more responsibility um, because he's older and because I needed his help. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I think birth yeah. order, there's something in birth order too. Like I'm definitely in the checking myself phase with Rosie right now because I'm like aware of it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I forget it. Right. But sometimes like because I'm more like OCD clean and Rosie's OCD in a different mm -hmm. way. And she's very, very messy, like a messy professor. But that's one of my triggers. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. like tell myself, maybe Michelle, your way is not the right way either. Like, and sometimes I have to remind myself, my daughter is here to also teach me things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to deal with this shit. But yeah, it's like very like difficult, you know? Yeah. And, and even when I want to imply my way on her, it's not necessarily the right way, right? Yeah. And I have to remind myself that she also shows me another way. Yeah. And then sometimes like, you know, I and I feel bad because sometimes I take it for granted, right? Like even... Even when I'm working, right, Rosie's always watching me, I noticed. And she'll see what I'm writing or she'll look at my computer screen and then she'll come up and put these like affirmations or these sticky notes that she writes like around That's me. So, yeah. so she's still watching me constantly, mm -hmm. even more so than William. And I have to be very aware of this because I don't want to be like, like, I don't want to be not negative, mm -hmm. but I have to watch how negative because sometimes I could let it get out of control. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I also like, think like we're really harsh on ourselves, yeah. you know, and I think that, I mean, there's no doubt that you are a loving, supportive, caring parent and you love and support and care about who she is and what she values. If there are moments where you're just like, Dah! you kind of lose it. I mean, I think it's, it's kind of okay. I feel like we need to give ourselves a little bit of space to like, you know, get frustrated and be like, I need a timeout or like kind of yeah. yell, but like clean your room or whatever, because the overwhelming, you know, feeling that I'm sure she's getting is like love and support. And I think I, I heard once that like, you only need to be a good parent, like 10% of, of the time. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's way less. I love low think. bars. Yeah. yeah. Like percent. way, way low. Like it's not a lot. You don't need to be this perfect parent all the time. Like, because that's not reality. Like that's yeah. crazy. Like that's not real. And, um, she, you know, she, she gets it because yeah. overall, like, it's just a supportive, loving relationship. I wish that's something that someone told me when, you know, we, they were babies. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. all you need to do, and there's so many things about what you think you should do, I like know. breastfeed constantly or whatever, or talk to your child or read them books mm -hmm. when they're like two weeks old, yeah. right? I wish someone had just told me, all you need to make sure is that you and your baby survive that day. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Just get yep. through the day and yep. tomorrow's another day. Like whatever mm -hmm. you need to do to survive that day is all you need to do. Yeah. And now we're yeah. less out of that survival mode, you know. But even like this, like when I think back to like my parents, right? Like maybe there's a low bar there. But like I tell myself, Michelle, at least you don't hit them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, when I'm really frustrated, I'll tell my kids. I'm like, you know, guys, I'm frustrated, but you know what? I don't hate you. No, I don't think that's so. I mean, I think if you, Michelle, like, if you look back on, if you talk about, like, generational trauma, think about how many hundreds of years people have been hitting their kids. And if that breaks, if you break the cycle there, that's, like, you know, 500 years of bad parenting that you're breaking or 
parenting we wouldn't. And then there's different problems that arise. Like we don't need to resort to that, right? Like now I realize when as a parent, you know, actually when I became a parent, I wasn't sure if I wasn't not going to hit my kids. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because that's what I knew, like spanking, right? Mm -hmm. Granted, like we had more corporal punishment. Uh, Not that I believe in that. (laughs) Anyway, but I'm just saying like, I wasn't sure, but then like now that you realize that there you could parent without like hurting your child in any kind of sort like that, you know, I noticed that they're very sensitive to how I talk. They notice mm. the intonations in my voice that they get very sensitive when I'm like more shrill. Yeah, I have a very serious voice that I talk, you know, when I'm being strict with the kids and I'll say to them, I'm not yelling, you know. Just um, this is my serious voice, but I'm not yelling because they will perceive me yelling even if I'm talking in a low tone because I'm so serious. Yeah, it's really interesting. Sometimes it get it gets it gets it across gets the point across more when you're like you talk low and yeah. slow. You're like <laughs> oh shit, yeah, yeah. mom's mad. You know, yeah. without having to like yell. Yeah. I was thinking about what you were saying about your daughter yeah. that like I am I'm a yeller too I mean of course I'm constantly trying to work on it but um Mateo went on a field trip and his teacher wrote me on the way back and Mateo had been in trouble because he had wandered away from his group oh, so yeah. I got Mateo back from the field trip and I was mad at him because he hadn't followed the rules and you know I had, she was so mad. She had to write me while they were still on the field trip. It was that bad. Well, it came to, I came to find out two days later that one of the other parents who was on the field trip as well said that Mateo's chaperone had been yelling at him. Oh my God. And so he, he kind of wasn't listening, but he had an awful chaperone that had kind of yelled at him. And I had to be like, only I'm allowed to yell at you. <laughs> yeah. So it, I wish he'd had boundaries kind of like your daughter. You know, other people are not allowed to yell at you. And if someone else yells at you, you can walk away. You tell an adult. You know, we kind of went through this whole scenario. But he's so um, he, he's so unbothered by other people. You know, he's so not, Gia is so sensitive and he's so yeah. not. His tolerance for pain is so much higher. Yeah. Do you think that's a defense mechanism or? I don't know. Even when he was a baby, like he, <clears throat> he would get ear infections and I wouldn't know because he wouldn't act like he was in pain. Mm. So, you know, kind of nature versus nurture. It's a good question. But I wish I'm trying to teach him to have a lower tolerance for that kind of stuff, which is interesting. He, the boys played football yesterday and they, um, it was a really hard game. And I saw Mateo right after at Gia's football game. Uh, and he said, yeah, I didn't play very much because I'm the worst player on the team. Oh, no. And, no, no. And they really needed just like the really good players to play. And I was like, oh, bud, like, are you really the worst player? He's like, yeah, but it's okay. Like, he was so um, matter of fact about it and emotionless. Because he's, he's, he still loves it. And I said, well, you add a lot to the team and maybe we can work on conditioning. You know, I'm talking to him about mm. how to get better. He's like, no, he's like, I'm fine. Like, he's like, it, he's really okay with it. And he's like really practical. Mm. Like yeah. he's very kind of. Yeah. Like he driven. still wants to go back, even though that's what he said. Yeah. And he, it, it mm. wasn't a new idea to him. Mm. He, it's, that's the role he plays and he gets it. And I was like, okay, I, I kind of, I can learn from that. Like I can be the worst person on the team. And still an important part of the team, you know, and he, 
That's something I think really that's good. like a survival mechanism too. That's amazing. You know, yeah. that's really. I mean, everyone has different sensitivity levels, yeah. right? Like, and, and his is different. And maybe like that goes mm-hmm. for like physical pain as well and discomfort, yeah. like the ear infections. But it's also just kind of like, yeah, in general, just his sensitivity level is, yeah. is not as high. Actually, uh, like even that, like a, like a statement of parenting, right? They they play on the fifth and sixth grade team, mm-hmm. and the other team had two kids who were not wearing uniforms, and their quarterback who did all the touchdowns like ran it himself oh. was a seventh grader. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's you I know think, it's like playing with little kids, right, and they're, they're like, like You're call, be awesome. it was like a very difficult team, and he's a seventh grader when he's playing little kids like fifth and sixth graders. You know, I kind of wonder about his parents like what were they yeah. thinking like this will be fun he'll just go out and crush them like he wasn't even part of the team officially yeah that's weird oh, that's yeah so the coach said that he didn't know that kid's age sure and they had to forfeit the game <sighs> you know like you team. let the kid play he's like i don't know this kid but i let this kid play on my team you know and he didn't have a uniform and i did not know his age Seems so random. that's super weird exactly. it's weird if it's true but if it maybe if it's not true and he's just lying you way, obviously know weird. the child <laughs> so many levels know? yeah, yeah just, you know the yeah. child it's all weird yeah. and all wrong like you found him you know it, but <clears throat> the boy you know talking about the boys in football that i think they have a really great team and they very often win they win more than they lose. And so sometimes I think it's good for them to lose. Totally. Yeah. Mateo's um, soccer team is not as good. They tend to lose more than they mm-hmm. win. And so I think that balance, you know, we're talking about balance and mm-hmm. all the things, balance and sensitivities and balance and success and failures. Is but, you know, I know we yeah. see the winning, but I mean, they've been practicing consistently. Yeah. Like even when there is no flag football season. They keep on practicing. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been practicing, right, for years. Yes. But soft, I mean, like, soccer only goes on for two and a half months. Right. But the team, I mean, it's not without practice. Right. It was, like, it's earned in a way because they've been practicing and stayed together forever, you know? That's true. They ha- they do practice. Yeah, it's from, I think, being together and practicing mm-hmm. and learning the routes. And they're really a cohesive team because yeah. they've played together for so long. They know each the other. Route, they know year. how to play together mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. 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 I was thinking that's one thing that <clears throat> William has taught me is about William puts in the time. Like, if you met people on the street just meeting William might think he's naturally good at all of the things but the truth is he puts in the hours and hours and hours of work to get good at all of those because things. i have a third child <laughs> named my husband who wants to play with william constantly and that's how he got hit in the eye with a baseball wait but so do you think do you feel like william's trying to keep up with john and that's i think why they equally love it and i think william sees john as like a play thing like a play yeah. buddy like, he's trying to be as good as his dad. Or, I mean, I think it just kind of works yeah, out. like, they yeah. play together, you yeah. know? Like, they both want to go hit randomly. They're even lucky though... that they have each yeah. other. Like, yeah. that's really lucky. Like, we were at, um, on my son's soccer team. The coach is, is this, like, hardcore, like, soccer fan. Like, he's Irish and, like, watches all the games. And, like, he's super passionate. And his son is, like... He's on the team, but he's Leo, the maybe not the star player. And I was talking to you know um, his wife this weekend. I'm like, how does Patrick? How does you know, how does your husband feel about like you know that his son isn't quite so gung ho? She's like, ah, oh, you know, he had a morning, you know, like a a, a, a time of mourning. Like, okay, he's not going to be the soccer like the professional soccer player that I hoped he would be or that you would envision when you have your child and you're like, 
you're going to be a professional soccer player and you're going to thank me for inspiring you. But it's like, yeah, you, I mean, luckily John and William are like, they share this mutual interest. And they and bicker passion. a lot, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they're like, like siblings. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, they bicker and then they get so mad at each other. But yeah, they're lucky that they both love sports yeah. so much. Yeah. But then they also constantly watch sports. That's so it's so like funny. they're like homework. And then William's trying to do what he sees on the TV, mm. like on the field. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, you know? Trial and error. But you're right. It's like a lot of practice. You yes. Know? It's yeah. not... By gift, it takes work to yeah get yeah. good at anything. Yeah, no, I think that's a true test, and I think you can only practice like that if you like love it. You know, yeah, you have to love it as well. I had a question for you. What what's it like? What was it like being a single parent? You know, it's really interesting because my boyfriend and I just moved in together. <laughs> a little, my my, um, it's been just about a month, um, and. And some parts of being a single mom are really hard. It's just, it's a lot of work to keep up the house and do all the schlepping everywhere. And my kids were little, so I can't leave them alone ever. So I never had alone time or anything. Um, Now I can leave the kids at home and there's someone else there and there's a partner. I have a partner, which is what I really always wanted. Some of the things about being a single mom were really lovely. I didn't have to run my choices by anyone. Mm -hmm. Like I made all the choices myself and, um, I made all the choices for the kids by myself when they were with me and for me and for how we lived and what we bought and whether I left the laundry on the couch forever or not. But you also did everything when you had them. But I did everything. Everything. Yeah. No one could do the dishes for you. You had to fold the laundry. You know, no one's going to pay you to do the laundry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, in my marriage, I really wanted a partner. That was something that was really important to me to have someone be my partner in doing the dishes and Mm -hmm. going for runs, having someone to be interested in things that I was interested with and could really kind of meet me. Um, So I think... And he did he or did he not? That did not work so well, no. (laughs) So you felt like you didn't have a partner then? I didn't have a partner, so I felt alone Mm -hmm. then, yeah. And I think really... Luckily now with John, I really have a partner and we can really talk about things, things that are not working and things that are working. It's interesting the second time around um, how you've kind of changed. We both have changed. Um, well, it's like, you know what you want, yeah. what you don't want, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's kind of an, I don't know. It's like, you're a different person. You're much clearer. Totally is, different. Yeah. Yeah. Like I saw your, your partner, your boyfriend in the supermarket on Friday. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. I've had. So cool. TMI. I've had the worst period, not just um, hormonally, like my emotions have been bad this time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's stress or or what it is, but every once in a while, I get a really bad period where I was thinking about this with our kids. When our kids, when my kids are sick, they just go and lay in bed and don't do anything. When I'm sick or I don't feel well, I still have to. Yeah. yeah. That's a difficult thing about being like, I think not just a parent, like a mom. Yeah. You know? So poor John, I, I have been not functioning at my highest. So he's had to pick up some of the slack. And I have told him, you know, it's not your fault, but I am very hormonal right now and I should just go be alone. <laughs> you know, I, I do think like, I mean, you know, being a single mom is a little different, but when you have a partner who's there, I, I think that like, 
I, I don't know, maybe this is overgeneralizing, but as women, I think most of us, like, we just tend to, like, just rally. And we're just like, go, mm-hmm. go, 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 go. It doesn't matter, like, how badly you feel or how sick you are or whatever. Like, you are this kind of superwoman. You're expected to be a superwoman. You do it. But sometimes I think we just have to kind of, like, be babies. Yeah. Like, maybe our partners are sometimes, you yes. know? And, like, like, I sometimes will go out of my way and just be like, you know what? I have a headache. I'm going to go take a nap for, and I'm just going to like clock out yeah. and you kind of figure it out. It's like, you almost have to like give them that opportunity to like take care of shit. Cause yeah. I feel like as, you know, as me, as definitely a single mom or like as women, I don't know, at least I'm like this. I'm just like, okay, I, I can do it all. I can do it all. I just have to like put my head down and do it all. And at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. And like, I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I'm just kind of, I become a little baby sometimes. I'm like, you know what? I'm yeah. just going to. I'm going to do this. I'm going to like yeah. do what I need to do to like feel better, take care of and myself. And I think it's good modeling for your kids. Like if you don't feel well, you can put yourself to yeah. bed. Yeah. And the truth is like really like we can't do it all. No, we can't. Exactly. I think that's yeah. the lie that we live with. You who, know? Yes. who sold us that lie? Like I'd like to know. <laughs> I want my money back. Yes. I, yeah. you know, I also try to do it all and it's just, it's, I can't. Yeah. Well, and I think like, I think this is like a good, like, like parenting moment. I feel like recently I've come to that like point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to freshly bake shit when I have to like bring some, <laughs> some snack in, whatever. Like I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy the most yes. processed thing I can find. And like, like, I'm just, I, I don't know. There's some things where I'm like, you know what? I don't have the energy or the, and, and for some people, like they love doing that and that's what makes them happy. And like, amen to you. Like, that's awesome. But for me, I know like, for me personally, like that stresses me out too much. I'm going to place my energy somewhere else. It's like, you only have a certain amount of energy to put in all these different things. Where are you going to put it? Cause not everything can get all that energy. It's just, it's just math that doesn't work that way. Yeah, totally. And I think even though we don't get paid for it, I think like being a parent running a household, that's like a business that you don't even, you mean like that you don't make money from and you're going to see maybe the profits later in terms of how your children turn out. Right. But, or or it's like, you're like, your patience is super low. You're really stressed out. You're like snippy with your kids. You're just like plain old, like unhappy, like stressed out and exhausted. You have to choose where to invest your time wisely so that. Right you get a, a greater yeah. return. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder with like being a good parent, sometimes I just wonder if, you know, it's like, it's hard to know like what you exactly need to do. But sometimes I wonder if it's just like showing them who you are, mm. like being comfortable in who you are. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like being that role model, you know, mm-hmm. being that person that you're okay with and then that's yeah. what they get you know I don't know I don't I mean I mean I think it's like as long as you're a good person <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah definitely yeah. You know? I, have, yeah. I have a friend who like he grew up like in Australia like super rough like childhood and and he was like he's like well I'm gonna just show like I'm not gonna hide those things from my child I'm just gonna be who I am because that's who I am and I'm just like well maybe Maybe you should hide it a little Maybe bit. Maybe soften it a <laughs> like, little bit. Come I mean, off like, as trauma. Yeah, like like he got into a fit, not even a fist fight. I think he like whipped out a knife on his dad. Like, I mean, like his his trauma is like deep, right? He uh, had yes. like a borderline, like neglected, like abusive childhood. And so he, I mean, he's he's not abusive towards children at all. Like he's right. a great father, but like he has this trauma. And so then the way he I feel like he sees parenting is is not that warm, squishy feeling. So he was like. So he's like, well, you know, if I'm like 
really mad and I'm going to like show my kids. I'm like, yeah, but like, there's a level, right? I'm like, and I told him, I was like, you know, that fight that you got in with your dad, like, would you be okay if your child did that to you? He's like, well, yeah, if that's the way she was feeling, then yeah. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. Like, you know. Yeah. It's like Michelle was talking about, like, she, do, you don't hit your kids because that's something, you know, we, that's we not all, who I want to be, you know? Well, but we also, we all have these generations yeah. and generations yeah. of parenting that's yeah. kind of built into us and ha- yes. what pieces do we decide to unpack and redo because that knife is violence though you well know? I, like, I had an issue um last week with my mother-in-law who who you know and I mean she grew up in the 50s 60s her parents were Dutch immigrants and so mm-hmm. you know kind of like very kind of cold very sort of removed maybe a little neglect childhood and she's got some very serious issues but she said to my daughter to Hannah she said um they had just gotten there and Hannah was wearing kind of this like baby doll dress sort of mm-hmm. my mother-in-law goes she just got out of the shower she brushed her hair put on this dress for her grandparents my mother-in-law goes Hannah your stomach you're so she said you gotta suck that in Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. And I thought I was going to just like yeah, black out and murder somebody. <laughs> like oh my luckily my husband and I both immediately were like immediately were like, no, absolutely not. You cannot say those things. And yeah. she, my mother in law immediately felt it. But um I was like, oh my goodness, like not to make excuses for her at all, because that's completely inappropriate and inexcusable. But she grew up with things like that. Like saying she's just repeating like what she she's learned. repeating it. Mm-hmm. But my husband and I, and I, you know, I think like I grew up with some of that too, you know, like a little bit. Like this is the this is what beauty looks like. It mm-hmm. looks like this. It's like or what's blonde. proper, right? Well, I mean, for me, like I'm like Latina, right? Like mm-hmm. brown hair, curly hair. You know, I grew up with and my mom was very loving and very nurturing and supportive and like all that. But I grew up knowing, you know, thinking that beautiful is blonde hair, straight, skinny, you know, not too tan, right? Like, you know, like I grew up with all these things, but I had this conversation with, with my husband. They were like, okay, what are we going, how are we going to approach this with our kids? Like just being really conscious, really purposeful. Um, like how, how are we going to address like weight and nutrition. And I mean, just to kind of really think about it and, and be really like purposeful about it. And then my mother-in-law comes in and shits all over it, you know? So, yeah, yeah. but I, and I told my daughter after that, I was like, you know, were you upset by what Oma said? She's like, Oh, a little bit. And I'm like, you know, like all that matters is that you're healthy and you're a good person and that you're happy. Like, and I told her, I was like, nobody can talk about your body. Nobody, yeah. nobody like good or bad. Nobody has the right to say anything about your body. Like, that's yeah. unacceptable. And I, like, called my mother-in-law. She didn't pick up because she was scared. But I, like, <laughs> I texted her finally. And I was like, that was completely unacceptable what you said to her. I was like, we don't talk to our children that way. You shouldn't talk to anybody that way. And I was like, you you owe her an apology. So Ooh, I love that. So and I'm surprised she even texted back. But she said, you know, you're right. I'm really sorry. That was something like, I regret that. And she wrote Hannah a letter. Aww. I would have preferred a phone call, but you know, that is a big step for her. Cause I didn't even yeah. expect that. But yeah. Is she going to send the letter? <laughs> good question. I, we haven't received it yet, but she said she sent it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So. I think that's a good example of like, you guys are really doing the work. And sometimes that can be derailed by other people, yeah. even your own family yeah. and getting it back on track. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, it's probably good for your kids to see. Yeah. You know, cause you were really put to the test. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also think that like, I think like to be realistic, right. As a parent, like you want to like, you know, 
put your child in a bubble yeah. and nothing bad is ever going to happen to them. But reality, I mean, I think you also need to expose them to some reality, right? And there's mm-hmm. some people who, you know, are a little narrow-minded and mm-hmm. think differently and say things that... Mm-hmm. That we wouldn't say, but the, yeah, like how do you or perhaps are in deal even with good that? places, you know, like yeah, yeah, and and how do you deal with a person mm-hmm. like that, right? Because they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to encounter that in the real world and teach them how to deal with it. I love that you called your mother-in-law on it right away because that shows your kids like when something happens, talk about it right away. Yeah, like you don't yeah. have to sit on it for anything. And that's a problem of mine. I I. I have to say I was kind of proud of that I address it really yeah. quickly because I think I just, I just, it takes me time to process things. Mm. I'm not one of those people who could just like these quick comebacks, right? I'm like haunted for weeks of like, oh, I should have said this <laughs> yeah. and I should have said that. And, um, but you know, I processed it and I was still, I was so angry. I was actually angrier the next day. And, um, yeah. And I just like, just the next day, like called her and yeah. texted her. So it was right. Yeah. And I think, I, I think it's really cool that even though she avoided your calls, you still persisted. Yeah. Oh, I was going to, I was ready to go just insane. I, if, yeah. if she didn't, I, I told my husband, I was like, that's a good thing she responded to my text because I was ready to like, I was not going to mm. let this go. Yeah. And I think what you say is so true too. Like, you know, we want our, we want to shield our kids sometimes, but sometimes stuff like this happens. And I think the only way to like maybe make sure that they're okay is like to like, make sure hopefully help them to be like the best people that they can be or like strong people so that you can kind of like figure out what to do with comments like that in the the appropriate way right instead of like shaming yourself or like stuffing it somewhere that shouldn't where it shouldn't go do you know what I mean yes yeah so that they're sure enough in themselves that they can shut those things down right away well I I think like I had a big like kind of like eye-opening moment years ago when I did I started positive discipline classes, mm-hmm. which I completely recommend. And I did many, many of them. Um, but when when they said, you know, their theory is like, your job as a parent is not is not to protect them and not to like create this role for them, but is to like, is to make them into like good, healthy, happy adults. Like your job is to make good adults, like not to baby them or protect them. It's like, so then I try to keep that in mind. And so it is like real world consequences mm-hmm. and it's all these things that can um, help them, yeah, prepare them to be mm-hmm. good people. And you don't have to like, you know, um, tell them what to do every time. Sometimes they just have to figure it out for themselves and and then understand the consequences if they make like bad choices. Or like, I know one time, like one of the kids was like, why can you say bad words and I can't say bad words? Even though we try really hard to like not, but you oh, know, yeah. sometimes yeah, 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 it's yeah. a little shit Yes. Yeah. Yeah. out. And I'm like, well, you know, because as an adult, it's like being really truthful, right? It's like as an adult, I can control when I say my bad words. I'm not going to say it at work. I'm not mm. going to say it around people who I don't really know very well. Mm. And I'm like, I'm afraid that if you say bad words, and I know you know when it's right and when it's not okay to say them, but it's going to slip out. And if you say it at like a friend's house, they might not, the parents might not want to invite you over, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that is a real world consequence. Yeah. Like I know if, if a kid is comes to my house and just like cursing, I'd be like swearing. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. And and I, you know, but just kind of understanding those like real world yeah. consequences. Like and and they got it. Like it's yeah. like, yeah. Oh, fuck, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell my kids sometimes adults say things that adults even shouldn't say. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you know. 
I have no filter, so I'm still working on it. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> swear, I swear in front of my kids too. It's funny. But but I have a different kind of philosophy. I swear when I'm out of other words. Yeah. So I, I told my kids like swearing is, is the easy out. Yeah. And the smarter thing to do would be to really use my words and figure out other things to say. <laughs> But that doesn't always happen. Yeah, no, that, that's good. But I also think there are moments where you're like, fuck yeah. is the right word. Yeah. And so I told the kids that too. I was like, there are moments, like these are words and they're, they have power. Yeah. And the moment you start using them, like every other sentence, every other word, like it loses its power. Mm. So if you want to use it and there are moments when it's like, it's warranted. Yeah. And, but then like save that. And so how you really say powerful. it, you're not, you saying it against someone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're saying it to convey an emotion. Right. You're yeah. not saying totally. it to totally. be vindictive to someone. Or mean. Or, yeah, Something or that we're working on as parents is actually William's rage. It's been an ongoing lesson. Mm. And sometimes when he like, you know, loses, like the team loses, he's been really like losing it. Mm. Yeah. So it's something that we continue to work on, but we show him how he acts, you know, because sometimes it's against his teammates Mm -hmm, and stuff. mm -hmm. And it's been like definitely like uh, to show him like, you know, you act this way and you forget about it after 30 minutes, but everyone is else is thinking why the, what the hell was that? You know, like, That you can't control yourself and then you're going to lose teammates that way. You know, no one's going to want to play with you. Yeah. that That's an interesting one. I was I was actually curious about that with William because mm-hmm. we're saying how like he works so hard, right? And he like, in order to be as good as he is, like he puts in so much work. So it's frustrating when maybe someone else, like, I mean, either they don't have the natural ability or they're not putting in the work. Like that must be so hard for him. Yeah. But I feel like, but that's the lesson of being in a team sport, right? Like that's, and, and that's a good thing because- if that's like kind of naturally a part of his personality, like, I mean, this is gonna. And John has to constantly him. remind William, William, you're not the coach. Mm. Like you just, and I told him like, socially appropriate. If you feel really frustrated, like don't yell at your teammate, you know, it, unless you can like talk to them. <laughs> what I told him to do was look at the sky and release it to God in Korean. Uh-huh. <laughs> in Korean. <laughs> So I think I like taught him a Korean word, but like, you know, shitbag, blah, 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 you know, motherfucker that's, in Korean. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. So he, they can think he's talking to God, but you can release it somehow appropriately. <laughs> yeah. Not at someone, you know? Yeah. 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 This is an ongoing lesson. Yeah. And then, it happened again yesterday after oh, that they? game. Like, oh, he didn't really? know they were playing against a seventh grader, you know? And William didn't lose it as badly, which we were proud of, but he did lose it. It's so hard because we all have these feelings and, you know, we just have to figure out how to deal translate with them. them sometimes. You yeah. Know? Appropriately when we have to. And you know what? That team didn't, you know, like their team, Mateo and Williams, team, they tried till the very end. And they only lost they by two touchdowns, which yeah, I think is huge. They could have given right. up immediately at that game. And no one would have blamed them. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was an unfair matchup. And maybe I, that's the thing when there's a negative seeing the positives or something when when it happens not to cover up the negative, but in order to, I think, translate that negative into why I think there, you know, more than like a positive happening where people sometimes forget. Sometimes we hold on to like the negative things that happen, like what happened to Hannah. Mm-hmm. And I think there almost needs to be more positive reinforcement to kind of understand why that negative happened. You know, or there's sometimes yeah. there's no understanding. Right. It's just a bullshit comment. In but. a lot of ways, like, I think that was really great because it was such a safe environment. It wasn't like a random person on the street. Right. It was someone you knew. Yes. 
And you could say something right away and and you could talk to Hannah about it right away and kind of nip it in the bud in a really safe environment. It it was kind of an easy, an easy way to address it. And and luckily I do have a good relationship with my mother-in-law where I can, I I have like called her on her bullshit. God bless you. I know, I know, I know. Sometimes I have to curse in Korean at the sky. But, you know, like, I I generally have a good enough relationship with her where I can kind of be direct. But it is hard when it's not as direct, right? It's not as clear, like, where you can kind of correct behavior or, you know, like, like how you can channel your frustration. Exactly, because where does, like, disordered eating come from? Disordered eating comes from pain, you know? Anyway, yeah. That food thing. So, I mean, we're all big in my family and, and, but really active, like Mateo almost couldn't be more active. He plays all of the sports and he does ballet and he does all of the things. Um, it's an interesting thing. Well, I I told Hannah, that was one of the things I told her when I, when I initially asked her if she was okay, I was like, you know, I was like, you can be so skinny and you're really unhealthy and your, your muscles like don't work. Like you can't even like get up off the floor. So I'm like being, looking a certain way, looking skinny, doesn't mean anything. And you can be bigger. Like Hannah's a little, you know, she's got some meat on her bones, but she is like, she is tough. She plays a million sports. Like, and and like that, like who decided that that was like what looks healthy? Like it's because nice. it's not. My 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 mother-in-law definitely has major issues mm-hmm. around food, which obviously came out, but she's skinny, but she is, I mean, yeah. she's insanely, insanely unhealthy. We talk about being strong. Yeah. Like, but you're so strong. Yeah. It's funny because not my, no one in my family has that. We've kind of just kind of reconciled with the fact that we're a little bit bigger than what maybe the ideal is, and especially in America. But ideal is bullshit, I think, right? right? But, but I, my um, boyfriend's kids, they, they have a grandmother who is a little bit harsher and will make comments to the sun. And it's so not my place at all to say anything. She'll be like, oh, you're, you weigh more than me now, or you're really, you know, getting oh big. Gosh. Meanwhile, she goes to tra- to um, Taco Bell and gets him like this ridiculous. So she'll still say like, you're getting heavy and then buy him terrible food uh. to eat. And like, what message are you trying to send? It's so hard. Uh, it is. It's so hard. And it's, and it's, it's just all so negative and it's yeah. just so based on like appearance. That's the thing. It's not like healthy, right? Like, and it's so much more about them. And this is something I kind of work on with my kids, which I think is important. And I'm sure you guys know all, most of the time when someone says something, it's not about you, right? It's about them. So yeah. like, it wasn't about Hannah. Totally. It was about your mother-in-law. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and kind of teaching kids to, you know, remove themselves from the situation because it has nothing to do with them. Right. right. Or it's a lifelong lesson of not taking things personally. Because yeah. I think many of us do, right? Because it's not personal. Yeah. I think yeah. it's really, like you say, a reflection of them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, ladies. I don't know how this time went went by so quickly oh, but we've like recorded for a really long time and like, yeah. thank you this was so There's much still fun. so much more to say yeah. we can go on forever <laughs> you could have a part two part three part four part five <laughs> yeah thank you right, thank thanks, you Michelle. thanks for listening to lost or found with dr michelle Choi. If you're loving the podcast, please tell your friends, subscribe, and leave us a great review. And follow Michelle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. 
See you next time.